Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Go ahead. Go ahead. Hello. Go ahead. Hello. Speak. Go ahead. Hello. Go ahead. You're on with daddy. If you don't mind. I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy. Four, five, six. B I G. I can help you navigate the toxicity of this male culture, which is encroaching on our feminist island. I mean, for instance, there is something called mansplaining. Have you heard about this? We know what mansplaining. Mansplaining is when a man will condescendingly explain something to a woman that she already knows. We have work to do. I just want to say, you, bro. You're a piece of You're here for the wrong reasons. I need help. I deserve this. Still punching the clock, huh? With all the romance, a two lumberjacks chopping wood. Thank God for KY. I don't know where I am! Don't bogart that joint, my friend. Now. There was like a lot of toilet paper, a lot of Vaseline all over the handles of doors. Um, there were chickens. Our feature presentation. Wow. I want to party with that guy. <laughs> morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It's Friday morning, the 17th of May. What's up, hairballs? Oh, all right. You'll like allow it. it. I'll allow it. Okay. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah. Happy uh, Norwegian Independence Day. We make a reference to that every year on May 17th. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a big day. I don't go Most the... of us fight to get to it first, but you usually mm-hmm. right. somehow win that. Well, I've got an alert on my phone. Yeah. You know, I don't, mm-hmm. don't, want, don't want to miss it, of course. I used to want to live in Norway, Ali. I don't know if you know that or not. I had yeah. a dream about uh, my dog, Chinho, and I living in an ice hut just inside the polar circle mm-hmm. in northern uh, uh, um, Norway. And for the longest time, I was convinced, you know, because you, you get these messages, right. they come to you, and you think... Well, it's God telling me what to do. Yeah, it's very was, romantic, too. I was convinced it was a Jin message from, from God that Jin Ho and I were going to live up there, and mm-hmm. that was going to be my life. It's just a nice a nice solitary existence, just quiet, just reading books. And you would last six to seven days total. You think? Really? <laughs> yes, I do. Why? Because no Wi-Fi? <laughs> well, one of the reasons, sure. <laughs> was Donna involved in the stream or I know. just Chin Ho? Just no. you and Chin Ho, okay. Yeah. Look, it wasn't my decision. Of course, if you ask me, I would, of course, want my wife to be there. But right. this, this was the Lord. Yeah, the divine. Okay. Yeah. All right. yeah. Look, when the when the God when God came down to Noah and said build an ark, his mm-hmm. wife was not down with the idea. But he was like, honey, it's. God telling me to do this. I've just mm-hmm. got to follow. Wait, I'm sorry because I thought you started with I had a dream. Yes, 
But I mean, how 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 do you think God reaches out to you? It could very easily be in a dream. I see. Okay. It could be in a it could be in a vision. It could just be in a thought that just pops in your head. You don't know if it's just something randomly that's that's being assembled in your head, or if it actually is divine intervention. Yeah. In this case, I thought it was God for a long time. I was telling Donna. I hate to do this to you, but Chin Ho and I have to leave. And Donna's like, follow your dreams. Right. <laughs> go. You need to go now or <laughs> I can help you know pack? As you as you mentioned it, Allie, she was fine with it. <laughs> that is interesting. <laughs> Strange. <laughs> no desire to join me. Huh. Weird. So anyway, happy uh, Norwegian Independence sure. Day. I apologize yeah. in all these years I haven't learned how to say that in Norwegian, but uh it's mm. it's a big day for all of us, of course. Mm-hmm. I want to introduce you to, uh, uh, before we get into today's all-new Kevin Amin show, I want to tell you about Jessica Cox. She is um, an Arizona native. Uh, she was born without arms, you guys. Um, she's in her 30s now. It is still a mystery as to why she did not develop arms in utero. Her mom had a completely normal pregnancy. They had no idea, which is weird because wow. you think that's the type of thing you you know catch on an ultrasound. But uh, this was over 30 years ago. Then on her birthday, it was an absolute shock to both of her parents. And they were devastated, of course, to find out that their baby had no arms. But she never felt limited growing up. She is one of these unbelievable people who sees that as an opportunity to achieve all of her dreams. Mm -hmm. To overcome. She hates the word handicap. She said she never felt like she was limited in any way. She took tap dance lessons. She took taekwondo classes. She took swim lessons. She was on in the Girl Scouts every day after school. She had some activity to do. She also, by the way, became a certified scuba diver, a third degree black belt. Okay, in we get it. Take we it easy. It. You're better than all of us. Okay. <laughs> she has traveled to more than 20 countries as a motivational speaker. But the reason that she is in the news right now on CNN is that she also has recently um, obtained her pilot's license. She began training to be a pilot. It was not easy because she has no arms, if I didn't mention that. And you sometimes use your hands to fly a plane. She said, I had numerous flight instructors and contributors to my training to figure it out. It was a three-year process to figure out through trial and error what would work. And, of course, she needed the right kind of plane, too. She had to find a plane that was designed with a cockpit in a way that she would be able to reach the controls that she needed to reach with her feet. Mm Mm-hmm. But she has recently been certified by the FAA to fly what is called an Urkoop, which is a light sport aircraft. There were a lot of questions. There were a lot of concerns. There were a lot of doubters on whether this was possible. But I did it. And she loves flying. She says, I often think about if I could go back and change my life so that I was born with arms. Now, this is interesting. I would assume anyone given the opportunity to do. I mean, but... She says, first of all, my life would be completely different. And one of the things that I see is so powerful is because I live the life the way I do. It has tremendous impact on other people. I've had role models and leaders. And because of that, it's now my responsibility to be the same for the next generation. So she doesn't say she'd do it again with no arms. But it sounds like she thinks that that's what led her to be the person she is today. Yeah, probably was a huge motivator for her. I would think so, too. And we've had this conversation with our friend Brad Williams, too. I mean... He probably would not have even been a comedian, for instance, had he not grown up as a as a little person. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. you don't know what's going to contribute to your life turning out the way you did. And in both cases, it seems like really happy and fulfilling lives. Yeah. So how about that? So when That's we impressive. It's unbelievably yeah. impressive. So, I mean, this is a, this is a good example. And I'm as guilty of it as as most people, probably more so than of. I can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's me. That's my next tattoo, by the way, is I, I just can't. <laughs> let's, uh, let's give her a hand. Come on, everybody. 
Kevin. Oh, I mean, wow. let's get. I'm applauding her. Kevin. What are you could, talking about? With you, the, let's and, give her a hand. That means it's. The, uh, let's applaud her. Could you applaud with your wow. feet, please? I think that would be more appropriate. Wow. Yeah, that's, that is impressive. It's Kevin right? with his feet. It's amazing. <laughs> I do much better with. That's a very inspirational way to start on a Friday. Yeah. Day, by the way. Hey, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about today's Kevin and Bean show, shall we? What are we doing? What are we doing here? We're doing Bean makes his guess. <laughs> yes, we are in just about uh, 15 minutes. A mom confronts the classroom about bullying her daughter. Yeah. Yeah, she just uh she just barged in and told him what's up. My favorite my favorite part, we'll get into the video, though, is she's there to preach against bullying her daughter. And she says in front of the class, the minute one of you turns 18, I'm going to beat your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Which may, may not be on message. I love it. I love it. I love her. Uh, there's a Taco Bell hotel. Yeah. I, I, we had this conversation thing. off the air yesterday, and apparently most of the staff is thrilled, excited, yes. and can't wait to get to Palm Springs. I need some convincing. Wh- why? Wh- exactly. Why? I'm going to give you three words. Taco <laughs> Bell Hotel. Right, but what, what's... That's uh, it. How, but there's Taco Bell Restaurant, and then there's Hotel. I don't understand why that's two great tastes that taste great together. I don't get the tie in there. Can you sleep in a Taco Bell? No. Uh, okay. There when you you're at a hotel, is it a Taco Bell hotel? <laughs> no, well, I rest my case. I mean, honestly, she just well, tore you apart. Thank you. I, I don't know why I even am going to mount a defense after that. <laughs> that was scorched, scorched earth, Thank man. you. Uh, the worst TV series finales. Very nervous about, about uh, Game of Thrones, a show that Kevin and I have been invested in since before it aired, as you know. Mm-hmm. And by and before it aired, you mean before it started this season. Started mm-hmm. this season, right. Right. So, Kevin, you and I have eight years wrapped it up into how these characters are going to end. Right. I mean, five weeks. And uh, what if they what if they blow the landing? You know what I mean? Did what you, happens? Did you see the dude that wants HBO to reshoot the entire final season? Yeah, and we got, talked about that yesterday. Did. And I kept doing the tally over and over of what it was up to, <laughs> which, uh, keep talking, I'll look it up. All right. It's over half million now. I know that. Unhappy with this season, wants HBO to go back mm-hmm. and start over with this season. Rewrite yeah. it. Get all the actors back together <laughs> who have moved on. Refilm one of the most expensive shows of all time just because they're not happy with it. Yeah. I love it. Uh, that was uh, Dylan, I believe, was his name. Um, okay, so yesterday they wanted to get to 500,000. So when I saw it, it was only 450,000. Well, at the beginning of the show, it was like down at 300. Okay. Um, they've now upped uh, the number. Now they want to get to a million. Because they are at 795,113. Asshole. Now, do you think that they're they're mocking this person by signing? You don't think that many people are this dumb. Yeah, I do. I you think this many do. people really expect yeah. HBO to go back, and I, if they reach a certain number, they'll reshoot the season? I don't think they like donkey ex- ass. expect it. I just think they want to be heard. But uh, our friend Jonah. Um, Jonah? Yeah. Uh, jo- <laughs> Jonah Ray? Yes. Okay, our friend Jonah. Jonah. Jonah uh, tweeted about it yesterday. And um, if you want to see what people think, mm-hmm. uh, look at his tweet because it's um, it is something. And he posted some of the DMs he was getting. Sweet. Uh, but yeah, he um, his exact words were. Hold on, blah, keep reading. Look, I here's, had the, this up. here's 
Yeah. Oh, it says almost 500,000 dorks who don't make stuff of their own believe entertainment should be done to their specific specifications. And then he Couldn't just have been said got better. inundated and inundated. Uh, he posted a DM, which I got to say was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. Because at the end, it said, see you in your failures. And I was like, that is a tagline now for everything, or so it should be. But last night, one of his last tweets was, well, it's been fun, but I can tell it's getting late because Brits are waking up and calling me a C-word. Good night, everybody. <laughs> what an insane sense of entitlement it's- that somebody thinks they don't like it, so HBO needs to change it. Cuckoo. Just don't like it. That's how it ends, people. It seems pretty simple. <sighs> Making friends as an adult, is that difficult? Apparently so. Talk There's new that. there are new numbers out on that that's uh, that are shocking, by the way. And it's shocking how many people maintain friends from decades ago but haven't made new friends since. Plus, it's Friday, so we keep it 100. We will take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. It's Kevin and Bean on K Rock. First, Allie's here with what's happening on a Friday morning. Do you feel it, you guys? Just a profound sense of sadness. Um, not yet. Not yet. Did you see Dave walked in and handed me some papers? Wouldn't make eye contact with anyone. Oh, I didn't. Didn't notice. Yeah, he's, um... Rough day. He's upset, and I I understand why. He's in mourning. He's in mourning, because Grumpy Cat, arguably the Internet's most popular cat, and one of its first viral memes, has died at the age of seven. Meow. The cat's family announced her death on Twitter this morning. Apparently had some um, urinary tract infection that became too tough for her to overcome. She has passed away surrounded by her loved ones. (laughs) Grumpy Cat, whose real name is Tartar Sauce, which I don't think any of us know, quite frankly. Tartar Uh, Sauce? Tartar Sauce. Um, uh, she, She rose to fame because her owner posted a picture and everyone's like, that's photoshopped. Obviously, no cat is that grumpy to be alive and be pet. Right. Nope, that's just Grumpy Cat's face. She had feline dwarfism, and that's why she had such distinctive facial features and a small size. But she became a internet celebrity in September of 2012 when Tabitha's brother, the owner, I guess Grumpy Cat, real name Tartar Sauce's fur mom... Uh, posted pictures of her on a subreddit. I wonder so, how much money they made off Grumpy Cat over seven years. Well, um, they had videos racking up millions upon millions of views. Uh, there were Skechers shoes, perfumes, merchandise, a Grumpuccino coffee. Yes. On several <laughs> U.S. TV shows, including, you know, the Today Show, Good Morning America. And last year, U.S. coffee company Grenade was ordered to pay the family... $710,000 for exceeding an agreement to use her image. Wow. So wow. That that's just one little little bit of money. Um but at the time of her death, Grumpy Cat, real name Tartar Sauce, had 1.5 million followers on Twitter, 2.4 million on Instagram, <laughs> and 8.5 million on Facebook. <laughs> So that's, uh, that's more than most of the people who are running for president. Agreed. <laughs> oh, <laughs> times a million. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know for saying that. Mm. Yeah, um, I, I would just like to say, as a uh, as a pet enthusiast, that mm-hmm. seven is way too young to lose your cat. I, like you said, it was complications from a urinary tract infection. But uh, cats should live longer than seven, man. 
how long do cats live? I mean, let's uh, let's ask uh, Mr. Pickles' owner, Chip. Oh, too long. Well, too long. Yeah. <laughs> to torture Chip, that cat's yeah. gonna stay alive forever. He's I got mean, I think, hate. I think, it's thriving in him. I think most cats live around twelve years old. I would say. Oh, okay. So this is this is real real young for tartar sauce. Yeah. But let's all uh, let's all be nice to Dave, and maybe we buy him mm. some food or something this morning. Yeah. Pour one out for all grumpy cat lovers, mm-hmm. which I I think is a lot of people. Judging from those follows on Twitter, so Instagram, and because the, Facebook. The entire thing was, look at how grumpy he looks. And then that should have been it. That's yeah. the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Insane. <laughs> but I'm sure it's all clawsome. Oh, dear. Do you think we should check on the lady that puts on CatCon? She's got to be. She's upset. all right. Oh yeah, it's got to be a tough day for her. Yeah, and you know I love having her on, but I feel like we have a full show. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can move some stuff around. No, Kevin. no, I'm looking at it. So I tried, but no. <laughs> Your anger when she comes in is, <laughs> and she's the nicest person so in the kind. world. <laughs> so kind. I just can't do it. But honestly, she thrives on the fact that you can't she do does, it, and I, I kind of love that. She tortures about her. me on purpose. And Absolutely, she does a great job. Uh, Bean, I don't know if you saw this, but you've been talking a lot about how when you move to England, Mm -hmm. um, you need a gig, right? I do. Yes, I'm unemployed soon, yes. What is better than being the digital communications officer for Queen Elizabeth II? Yeah! I will never want any other job but that one. The ideal candidate will find new ways to maintain the Queen's presence in the public eye and on the world stage. Queen Elizabeth, what do you what do you see yourself? What's the biggest thing you need to get out there to the people that a digital communications officer would be doing? I, I believe I she's I asking a... you, the Queen. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I need people to think that I'm normal, just like them. Okay. But I'm not. Even though you're not. I want pictures of me playing Django. <laughs> Is that Jenga? Jenga. He plays the, the male version. Okay, that's okay. my bad. Okay, so Kevin wants to appear, or the queen wants to appear normal. Right. Uh-huh. What would you do to make that happen, Bean? I need to do that. Yes, <laughs> yes, you You're not going to get the job as an American. Right? Come on. Oh, that's true. I'm going yeah. have to, you have to put have to this up, past her. Right. I got to up my accent. Yeah. Game. Right. I'll get, I'll, I'll get her involved in all the memes. I'll have her planking, and I'll have her doing the ice water challenge. <laughs> That's awesome. You're going to pick up 10 years ago. <laughs> right. I couldn't think of any, anything current. <laughs> but wouldn't that be awesome if the queen were, like, whatever the hot meme is, like, she yeah. like she, like she does the, uh, the, uh, the, cinnamon, challenge. the cinnamon challenge or whatever. Like, the queen doing all that stuff would be awesome. That's what she needs. Oh, she'd have to. You want to yeah. stay in the public eye on the world stage and appear really up-to-date and hip. Exactly. Absolutely. Yes. Now, now, I don't know that the cinnamon challenge is appropriate for a 93-year-old okay. woman. I mean, okay. I don't, Does she want to be... be current or not? Okay. That's a good point. All I'm right. just, I'm worried that I'll get her to do something. And then, you know, and, and I'll kill her. <laughs> My biggest fear is uh, that I'll I'll kill her majesty. Don't think I'm not a applying big for fear, by the way. Yeah. Don't think I'm not applying for that job, by the way. Uh, Bean, if you did, mm. God forbid, kill the queen, how would you go in and tell the people? <laughs> like, how would you, how would you break it to them? <laughs> right. Yeah. I've got some great news for you. We've got, we've got a king. Wow. I mean, I'm looking on the bright side. I'm moving forward. It's a uh, glass, half, glass half full situation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. 
Yeah. Oh, it's going to be so good. You're just good. teaching her all the new dances. Mm-hmm. She breaks a hip. <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah. Because Bean knows all the new dances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Look at me and Queen Elizabeth doing the nay-nay. It's going to be awesome. You just went and nay-nayed <laughs> from how many years ago? <laughs> This is so perfect for you. I need it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. How do we make this This happen? This needs to happen. There's no question. I need need to apply. There's a link right here in the article. I can apply. Okay. I'm I'm on it. You should do that before the end of the show, though. Okay. That's what we're saying. All right, you guys. Some birthdays for you. Um, by the way, Dave, I see you writing Matt Ryan, the greatest quarterback in the NFL. And I'll allow it just for this one because you're in mourning and he went to Boston College. So I'll accept that. But look at all those Super Bowls the Falcons have won with him. Well, happy birthday to Derek Huff. He's uh, dancing with the stars. Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails. All right. Craig Ferguson, former Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson host. And very good friend of the show, Mr. Bob Saget. Happy Stop birthday. It. Well, no, I'm just trying to wish you a happy birthday. <laughs> Stop it. Okay, that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Bean makes his guess. Bean makes his guess, yeah. Ooh, ooh. Bean makes his guess, yeah. Who gets penis slapped? Bean is a dick. Pretty dope, man. Just want to tell ya. I am the dumbest human that ever lived. Now it's time for Bean makes his guess. Yes. If there is uh, one thing we have learned over the last two and a half years, it's that we were doing it all wrong for the first 230 years of American history where we were hiring people who had experience being president. Right. Clearly, the way to go is you hire somebody for a job who's never done anything remotely like it before. Okay. And and that's why this list on Ranker.com was so fascinating to me because more than 25,000 people weighed in on what celebrity should run for president. Mm. It has been a success so far getting a reality TV star to run the country. Who should be next? Forget your Bernie Sanders and your Elizabeth Warren and and your Mitt Romney and whoever else is going to run for president. Forget all of those people with experience. We need a celebrity to run this country. We're all agreed, right? Uh, No. Mm. I mean, I understand the premise. (laughs) Okay. All right. (laughs) So there are celebrities out there that people have long thought, man, that is the man or woman that has the qualities that I am looking for to lead this nation so what if they haven't been in political office before? They should be president. Okay. Who are those people? Kevin, you sit at the head of the table. You get the first guess. What celebrity should be president? Magician Chris Chris Angel. <laughs> right? Because then he can do magic and is like, oh, hey, I forgot what we were talking about. He just did a really cool trick. You know what? I uh, I only have oh. the top 20 here. It's possible that Mr. 21st? Angel was just, just outside. But uh, no, I'm sorry. Chris Angel did not make the list. Okay. Uh, Beer Month. This uh, gentleman has been bantered a lot in the media about running mm-hmm. for president. Uh, mm-hmm. Dwayne, the mother effing Rock Johnson. And he says he might do it one day, That'd too, by the way. That'd be awesome. The Rock is at number four on the list. And by the way, from what I what the little I know about The Rock, I think I might vote for him. Mm-hmm. Seems yeah. like a, a stand-up guy. Absolutely. Well done. You are on the board. Miss Allie McKay. Uh, Before this morning, I would have said Grumpy Cat, but (laughs) now, yeah. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. (laughs) Understand. Uh, I mean, he's so likable. How could you not want Tom Hanks being president? You you mean number one on the list to go to the record? Thank you. Thank you. Tom Hanks. President Tom Hanks. Doesn't he seem like the most decent guy in the world? He He does. He does. Yeah. All right. Uh, Tom Hanks, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. We're looking for others in the top uh, 10. 
Kevin, you're up next. I defy any of you to argue with Snoop D-O-double-G. <laughs> All right, I'm in. Awesome. In. Right? Yes. I what? apologize. Oh. I'm sorry. Okay, but how great would that be? At 420 really would be a national holiday? Oh, my God. It would be fantastic. <laughs> it would be fa- I also would vote for Snoop Dogg for president. Muggsy. Let's go the Clune Dog, George Clooney. You know, surprisingly, not in the what? Oh. what? That was my uh, next guess as well. Especially wow. since he comes from a political family. He's very active politically, and he'd be yeah. the most handsome president ever. He would. But no, George Clooney, not on the list, but that's a, I think that's a, a good guess, uh, Muggs. Uh, Allie. Oprah. Well, number five. Yeah, okay. Oprah Winfrey. And at the Golden Globes last year, she gave that speech with a, that ended with a big standing ovation. Yeah, and everybody's Remember? going, oh, Oprah 2020. Mm-hmm. Yep. Everybody was like, she's got to do it. By the way, I don't think that's a terrible choice either. Honestly, I mean, when you see the work she did on her show throughout the years, I think she seems like she's got the right temperament to be a president. Everybody would get a car. Oh, that's a great that'd point. Be a bad point. Just look under yes. your seat. <laughs> look under your seat. There's small right. cars. <laughs> so, uh, Allie is in the lead. Kevin, we go to you. Fred Durst. Oh. Yes. Boom. Right? I'm so, I would say uh, uh, Biscuit for Weenie, yes. <laughs> Durst for President, no. <laughs> is what I would say. All right, Muggs, what say you? Just because he was such a great president in Independence Day, Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman is another good yeah. guess, but no. There are other uh, movie presidents on the list, by the way. Oh. But not that one. Not Bill Pullman, I'm sorry to say. Allie. Uh, would people think Arnold Schwarzenegger just because he was governor? He couldn't if they, run. If they did, they'd, yeah, he's uh, ineligible to run. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah my bad. <laughs> I'm so sorry. All right, okay. one more time around the horn, and then I'll read the list. I'm going to go with Nick Nolte. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and with the impression. How yeah. great would his speeches be? Come yeah. on, people. Yeah, real good. That's real good. That's strong. All right. All right, you got a chance to tie the game here, Muggs. What do you got? Continuing with the theme of television and movies, Martin Sheen. Oh, I wish. Oh. I mean, he did say movies, but he didn't say TV, so yeah. that's why I went yeah. away. But Darn that, it. That would be something. I do wish, yeah. President if Bartlett, Aaron 2020. Sorkin wrote it. Yeah, it's already good. Yeah, right. All right, Allie, you've already won the game, but final guess. I feel like if our president came out uh, to do an interview or a speech at the podium, and he had a white Russian, and he was wearing a robe, (laughs) and he said that you know the rug really tied the room together. I feel like got my vote. Shepherdess, dude. Okay, stop. The dude abides, man. What's the what's the why the beeps? Um, (laughs) By the way, some of the ones outside the top ten that I think are uh, well, Bill Gates is a reasonable a reasonable one. I sure Uh, Judge Judy was number (laughs) sixty. Yeah, Uh, Yeah, but here's she'd be amazing. She would come out and say one word and go back. (laughs) Here's your uh, top ten. I know that not everyone. I know that not everyone will agree with Chuck Norris at number ten. Of course. Maybe the toughest president ever. Wasn't he on every list, though? Yes. <laughs> uh, Bill Nye, number nine. Bill Nye. I mean, he's kind of a one-issue candidate for me, but okay. Right. Number eight, Denzel Washington. Some okay. Think would mm-hmm. be a good president. Number seven, John Stewart, which you used to hear a lot more about as his show was ending. People like, please run for office. Oh, you never hear anything about John Stewart it's anymore. It's true. Nope. 
You're right. Uh, Clint Eastwood at number six. He's 104. He's 88. Isn't he, he the one a... that talked to the empty chair? <laughs> he, he sure is. He did. Okay. He sure is. Then yeah. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. 88. I don't know that that, I don't know that we're going to want to do that. Okay. Uh, number five, we mentioned was Oprah Winfrey. Number four was Dwayne Johnson. I mentioned a, a, t- a, a movie president uh, comes in at number three was Morgan Freeman. Oh, of course. Oh. Of course. Uh, number two, Ellen DeGeneres. Hmm. What? Can't see it. No, well, a lot of people can, apparently. She'd have a lot of, course, of dance parties, though. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's, that's fun. And number one, uh, Tom Hanks 2020. That's your list. This has been Bean Makes Us Guess. Bean Makes Us Guess, yeah. It's Kevin and Bean. K-U-Rock. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Hey, DJ Omar Khan. Good morning. I think, uh, I'm sorry, Omar, as oh, your fans still call you. you. Sure. <laughs> I think uh, as, a, uh, as a parent with uh, young kids in school, I think you will appreciate this story. The Capistrano Unified School District has banned a mother from the campus of Niguel Hills Middle School after she threatened a classroom full of students over the alleged bullying of her daughter. Now, her name has not been released, but cell phone video was taken by one of the students in the classroom. She just showed up at her daughter's school and class and walked in and started screaming at the kids. Wow. What the hell? Now, you would think this would be the type of thing that she would arrange a meeting maybe with the teacher or with the parents of the kids who were doing the bullying or or the counselor or somebody. I wonder if this was her last resort and nobody was hearing her Meaning out. Meaning she already did all exactly, that? Exactly, yeah. right? And sometimes what happens, what grade is this being? Um, the kids that were interviewed on the news looked to me like it was maybe around sixth grade or so. Sixth graders. Oh, that's still so pretty young. Maybe middle school. Yeah, maybe like situation. middle school. It's 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 so weird because the teachers at my daughter's school, she's an elementary uh, first grader. Uh, they paid attention to us when uh, my daughter was getting bullied right away, mm-hmm. and they nipped it in the bud and because they took Omar. action. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I'm wondering if in this situation she went through all the proper channels and nobody was hearing her. And, Possible. Yeah, and I'm gonna say I doubt it. Really? I'm just gonna say any parent that barges into a classroom and starts yelling at kids. Listen, that seems unhinged. Man, I don't know because when it when it was happening, it's happened to my daughter uh, two times, and I am definitely not that parent that calls the school right away. You know, I talk to my child and I'm very open with her and she communicates with me. And I told her the first time she was getting made fun of because of her uh, dark skin. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, Mia, you know, maybe this kid was having a bad day, you know, try to kind of like, you know, talk to her about it. 
And she did communicate with the other kid. And at that level of age, they're, they they don't know any better. You know what I mean? It could have been like, a, uh, you know, just a dumb comment that the kid doesn't really. There's no hate behind it, right? It's just a dumb kid. It's certainly possible, so, yeah. Yeah, so so it, 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 it turned out good. Now they're buddies. Um, in the second instance, though, it was a re- reoccurring case of bullying. So it was this kid that kept pestering her, calling her names. And uh, so once we caught wind of it, um, and we gave a couple of days, and it was still happening. And then the uh, it got physical. Oh no! So oh. my daughter, my daughter got pushed. And then that was like, okay, we got it. We we got to get on it. We we call the school. And uh, can I can I just fill in the rest of the story here? Yeah. You waited for the kid after school. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> so when 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 I caught wind of this and how I mean my my kid is definitely really emotional kid and. Uh, it, it, it hurt, and I I did get. That was my first uh, re- reaction mm-hmm. is is hate, and I was of like, course. I want to go punch yeah, his rage, face. rage, exactly right. And I feel like you know you need to talk to your children because you don't let this kind of like you're, the kids don't know any better. You need to t- teach them how to deal with these situations and not like for Maybe me teach your kid how to deal with this situation because you can't control them or their right. so you so you taught her to box. <laughs> no, yeah. no, 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 no. So th- that was me. I wasn't taught how to deal with these issues. So I was Mr. Rage for the better part of my early adult life. Now I know better. You know, you live and learn. Do you, though? <laughs> I would like to think. Out of I would curiosity, like... when did this become an intervention for Omar and not let's play the audio of the lady? I, I'm just I trying was... to gauge where... I'm just where... saying hello to him. That's all I did. I'm just trying to process what's coming from that side of the room. Uh, okay, so <laughs> to make... So this is an Arby's. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So to make a long story short... Too late. Too late. Uh, all right, sorry. Uh, you know, Mia, we contacted the school... And the school and the teacher were amazing, and they talked with this, the uh, the kid's parents, and they had a little meeting with the kid and my daughter. Well, did and they have their snacks friends or now. I know? think they did. Okay. Yes, they're, they're, I mean, it's I, very I, lovely. I, now. I've got tapes standing by. Okay, I, mean, I could play. I feel like stuff. we're out of time. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. So you worked it out, is what you're saying? Yeah. Okay, so you didn't barge into a middle school classroom and start screaming at the kids who were doing the bullying. I did not. All right, this is cell phone video. It may be a tiny bit hard to understand right at the beginning, but it does get better. Listen up. Well, messages online don't post nothing about her. None of that. None of that. Y'all don't know me. Y'all think y'all bullies? I'm a big bully, okay? That's the way to uh, get wow. to the kids. Y'all think you're bullies? Wow. I'm a big bully, okay? That's the way to tell them that wow. bullying is no bueno, is to say that you're a bigger one than they are. I think I love this woman. This is video from an eighth grade classroom at Nigel Hills Middle School, where Tuesday, a mother who believed her daughter was being bullied barged into a second period class and did this. She's a girl. Y'all are boys, okay? If y'all bully my daughter, if you look at her the wrong way, if you breathe the wrong way, say your mom to me. Sisters, aunts, anybody over 18, I'll that's the best part of the whole thing. If you look wow. at her the wrong way, when you turn 18, I'm going to kick your ass. By the way, if she, if you breathe the wrong way, yes. I don't even know how that's possible. She may not understand how to combat bullying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Leave my daughter alone and I'm not going to say it again. While there, she also handed out free butt-kicking coupons. <laughs> Come what? On. Come on. No, I love her. <laughs> Omar, was she's, that, was she's that the part best. of your approach? Uh, you had that butt-kicking coupon? I'm going to change my game plan now. <laughs> now I'm all While behind there, her. She also handed out free butt-kicking coupons, <laughs> but with a different word for butt. 
And she told us like to like tell our aunts or like our cousins, our sisters, anyone who's over 18, that she'll like beat them up. It was actually kind of scary, but then like she this was like all talk, so I thought it was kind of funny towards the end. But at first it was scary because like some random person comes in the class and like starts yelling like. I don't know what your initial thought would be. I I love that kid because he was disappointed that yeah. he didn't like bring the you know bring the pain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he wanted all more. All she was doing was talking. All right, well, one more kid. I think everyone was scared and like I wanted proof to like be able to show like you know something happened like this is what happened and have it on recorded like document I guess. So that's the kid that shot it on her phone. So Omar, I think the the takeaway here is you kick a little more ass and you hand out those coupons. I gotta right? get me some coupons, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, can you help me out? Yeah. I'm looking for the ultimate taco guest experience at mm-hmm. a hotel. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I have I can help you out. How weird is that? Oh, Strange. really? Are you yes. kidding me? Because I've been looking so long and hard to try to find this experience. <laughs> I want to combine a hotel with a fast food Mexican restaurant, and I haven't been able to put the two together. I mean, Mexican food is in question, but I love it. Whatever okay. it is. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Whatever they're actually making right. their food out of is pretty good. <laughs> I like it, yeah. Are you thinking about taking a vacation to beautiful Palm Springs, California, but wish it could include all the joy of a Taco Bell? <laughs> it's pretty specific. It's very specific. <laughs> all right, is this you? Finished. Because never, never do, you, do you need a vacation in Palm Springs, but do you wish it was also tied into fast food so much? Do you think anyone <laughs> watching that was like, oh my God, that is me? I've been wanting that for years. <laughs> Obviously. Then good news. They are actually creating a pop-up hotel experience called The Bell. The self-proclaimed taco oasis. Stop right there. They had to... Yes. Yeah. They had to put a sound effect of a bell in Mm -hmm. there. Yes. Because it's called Taco Bell. Right. And we didn't understand the word? Uh, Correct. Okay. I think that's right. They are actually creating a pop-up hotel experience called The Bell. The self-proclaimed Taco Oasis is just the most recent Taco Bell-themed experience for fans. Taco Oasis. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it's... In a press release, Taco Bell's chief global brand officer, Marissa Thalberg, said, The Bell stands to be the biggest expression of the Taco Bell lifestyle to date. I don't believe the enthusiasm for this reporter is there. She's going through the motions, yeah. and I don't appreciate that. She doesn't live the Taco Bell lifestyle right. that so many of us do. Exactly. Yeah. Now, exactly. before we before we move on with the report, yeah. I, I, when this was brought up off the air yesterday, I expressed doubt as to why this needed to be a thing. Oh, I'm I, in. And I felt like there were a lot of people in the room who were super excited about it. They thought, this is fantastic. Right. And I don't understand it. Like, walk me through why Taco Bell and hotel need to be one and the same. Well, you like staying in a hotel when you're in Palm Springs, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have a house. Right. You have to sure, stay in a hotel. Right. And you like Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. So it's all there. Boom. <laughs> right? I mean, Boom. I don't I mean, even understand Kevin. the question. Uh, let's head home, right? <laughs> you're, you're making it sound like it makes sense, It though. makes total sense. But it doesn't make Why? sense at all. What's the downside? What am you I? You just go, you know what? Not feeling Taco Bell today. That's, that's the I, worst it could be. 
Am I sleeping on uh, on Taco Bell printed sheets or something? I like, hope. What, what am I? Like, what is? <laughs> what is? The, oh, I see. They have a daily happier hour with see? saucy snacks. See, oh, saucy I didn't realize snacks. they had saucy snacks. Right? I just hey I don't, hey no wet blanket. Take it easy. I, I just don't understand. It's not why for I you. A taco oasis. I don't get it. It will be fun, colorful, flavorful, and filled with more than what our fans might expect. The hotel opens in August of 2019. Oh, 2019? That's BS. That's the way till August? That's oh, okay, I was going to say, I know it's this year. Date. On this weekend. <laughs> and for super fans over the age of 18, they can sign up on their website to get a notification when reservations go live. Are there going to be people like waiting like it, like like the Weenie Rose tickets on sale to make sure they get in first? I guarantee there are people who have that. Absolutely. Set on their phones because they want to know the second it opens. Notifications are on. Right? The hotel and resort gives some clues about what to expect. I wonder what you could expect from a Taco Bell hotel. Hmm. Get ready for bellhops and baja blasts. Yes, bellhops. At a a hotel? Bell, uh uh-huh. Oh. I get it. Okay, emphasis on the bell. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fire sauce and sauce packet floaties. A floaty for the yeah. pool in the shape of a Taco Bell sauce. Yeah. Yes. In that You're going right? to throw that away before you get back to your car How to leave. How dare you, sir? I'm going to better... take that home and I'm going to put it on my wall. There better be Taco Bell inspired nail art. <laughs> Doesn't say that, but I assume there will be. And of course, they will have some signature menu items. And the best part is you won't even have to leave the hotel to get your fourth meal. What? I just, guys, you're in, right? Yes. Stop it. What do you mean, stop it? You're not in, Allie. I'm in. I'm in because uh, they will have Taco Bell inspired nail art and fades. Plus, they're going to have a braid bar, you guys. A braid bar, Bean. A braid bar. You need that more than anyone. Maybe they do your pigtails. (laughs) All right, pigtails. Now I'm in. You coming over to my side now? You bet. All right. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. I thought this was a fascinating survey. They recently interviewed over 2,000 people on friendship. Why the average American hasn't made a new friend in five years. Is this a scientific study? This is. Yes, over 2,000 Americans revealed that the average American has not made a new friend in five years. I was really, really surprised by that. Uh, there's a whole bunch. The, the the further you dig into this, the more interesting it is. How many people, Kevin, do you think the average person considers friends? How many friends does the average person have? Um, I don't know, like 25 or 30. Wow, Mr. Popular there. No, is that high? 16. Wow. The, the average American has three friends for life, five people that they really like and would like to and like to hang out with one-on-one, and eight people that they like but they don't spend time with one-on-one or seek out. In other words, they're, they still consider them friends. It's just right. they don't see them very often, right? right? 16 friends. Only three for life, though. Only five that they really like. That's a pretty small circle of friends, I would imagine. Yeah, it really is. Most people have remained close with friends they met when they were younger. Nearly half of those surveyed have stayed friends with peers from high school and a further 31% with peers from college. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Why Especially you, college. Why do you bond so much more the younger you are, do you think? What happens at 30 
where all of a sudden you kind of shut down and go, well, my social circle is complete. I guess I don't need to know anybody else. I mean, I'm there's good. 7 billion mm-hmm. people in the world. What makes so many people go, I don't need to make any new friends? Or is it that they can't or, or, or don't know how to make new friends? What do you think's going on here? Or don't want it, to. Yeah, it could be Maybe all of the above. When you're young, you make a ton of friends and a lot of those you keep forever. And then you kind of get set in your ways and you do things with the same group of people. Maybe you don't open yourself up to social situations where there's a bunch of new people every time. And it's harder when you get older because you've got different viewpoints and there are things that you could write off about someone that you wouldn't when you were young. You'd just be like, let's go on the monkey bars. You know? <laughs> you can't see that 30 now. As a 30-year-old, that's pretty creepy. You can't see that now. <laughs> let's go on the monkey bars? Yeah. <laughs> I want to get into your circle of friends. <laughs> but Allie, you strike me as someone, and we've known each other a few years now, and we're certainly not friends, but you strike me as someone who meets <laughs> people through Instagram and through Twitter and then makes plans to get up, uh, get together and meet in real life. I feel like you've, I feel like I know of three or four people that you've kind of become friends in real life with because of social media. Uh, there would be one person for sure. Yeah. Somebody reached out to me on Twitter who I was a fan of and they said, oh, I watch you every morning on KTLA. I just moved to Los Angeles. Let's be friends. And I was like, oh my God, let's be friends. And she's now one of my best friends. But other than that, not really. No. Well, I don't want to name names, but I can think of a couple. Uh, how about you, Kevin? <laughs> He's saying he's saying that you're lying. Okay, let's hear who the other names are. Well, I'm not going to do it on the air because I don't want to embarrass anybody that you may now say you're not friends with. That's oh, all. Okay, right. Because I because I know you've gotten together with people from the online. How about you, Kevin? What's your uh, situation with friends? Because you you started with saying you had 25 friends, or the average person yeah. does, which seems like an awful lot to me. Is that you? Are you a 25 friender? I mean, yeah, I think so because you because I go out a lot and do stuff. Mm-hmm. I meet people at Kings games. Yeah, I meet you've got people Kings at friends. Games. You've got poker friends. Yeah, you have different friends for different scenarios. I got a dude when I was in Barcelona from from Italy. We've been texting back and forth for a long time. He was sitting there by himself. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah we're doing it. <laughs> Doc- <laughs> Yeah. Thanks, Dave, for clarifying that. Dave. <laughs> All right, how about you, King? You have an interesting perspective on this. Uh, I have about two new friends, but but they're they're both couples. Like they're both uh, they're both. They're, so I guess they're, they're four so, new friends, but they're, they're two couples. Okay, that, that you we, met because of a couples thing. Yeah, and, and it was I really probably your yacht trip. No, it wasn't oh, from that. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, we met these couples, and we like them, and now we are friends with them. So and and I don't need any more and we th- these are people we actually like hang out with. That's and, the thing is I go out. With. I mean I got other friends that that we see from time to time and we'll have dinner. But these are the people who we invite over and uh-huh. just mm-hmm. just on a Friday night or or to hang out and have some drinks and that's it. Close close friends exactly. Close friends exactly. Yeah. Um, how about like when you play basketball and stuff like that? Would you ever like get together with any of those people after the game? Like or? the smelly dude. Like, yeah, what about the smelly dude? Like, I would go have a beer with the smelly dude, but then I'd be like, all right, dude, uh, thanks. I wouldn't invite him over or anything. Yeah, I wouldn't have to burn your apartment down. So that's not really a friend. (laughs) No. And I feel like once you've been in a couple relationship for a long time, you don't seek out other single friends because... Why would you go out with them exactly. when you're Looking doing for a more threesome? That's why. Not what <laughs> I was saying, but all right. Ooh. Um, <laughs> how about you, little chip? You have no family. Do you have any friends? Oh, oh dare you! Wow. That's wow. how you're gonna do it. She has well, Mr. Pickles. 
How dare you? Well, uh, in my situation, most of my friends, I have a lot of friends from you know, elementary school, junior high, but we're at the age right now where they're all getting married and starting to have kids and stuff, mm-hmm. and they don't want to hang out with a single person. That they're, does they're sort of doing, separate. They're doing the couples thing, which yeah. is fine. Um, but I learned, I started playing ice hockey two years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, that's how I made my friends, like, instantly. And I don't know, because, like, especially in Southern California, ice hockey is such a small, like, playing is such a small niche thing. Yeah. And you're playing with people, like, we all started playing together so, so we're the all, same passion yeah we're all awful on the ice having a great time and then through that and then going to ducks games and then do my podcast and everything like that like i've made friends that way but i think it comes down to do you want to make friends no yeah if you have a no new friends mentality you're not open you're opening yourself up to meeting new friends right but if correct you, if you do then you can well, let me close uh, with this. Uh, these are the top five reasons it's hard to make friends as an adult, okay. according to this recent survey. Uh, number one on the list is being introverted or shy. That's 42% of the people. So it's not necessarily that they don't want to make new friends. It's just it's difficult for them because how do you make the first move? You can't, I mean, you can't say, let's all get on the monkey bars, right? I mean, you can. It's just It'd they would weird. call yeah. the police. <laughs> <laughs> I think mo- I think that I think there's a lot to this about being introverted and shy. People yeah, don't want be. to put it put themselves out there to say, "Hey, I know we know each other from this situation, but how about we go out for a drink or something like that?" Because people are afraid of being rejected, or afraid of it being weird, or afraid that they're not going to have anything and to people. talk about. You know, <laughs> just people. well, I, I think people, we're assuming people, people yeah. like people, right? All right, number two, most people just want to go to a bar, and that's not my scene. So this sounds like it's great what Chip's talking about is because they have something in common. It's, uh, Kevin, same thing with you. You yeah. meet people playing poker or yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's, a, it's not a bar situation. Uh, number three, I feel like everyone has their friendship groups already formed. That's also 33%. So this person... Wait, meaning uh, everyone else has theirs and I don't fit in? Exactly. Okay. Meaning well, that they're they're all set. Right? You're at Debbie Downer, and maybe you shouldn't have friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, everyone is friends, but me. It's not nice. Come all on. Right. Buck uh, up. Num- number four, my family takes up a lot of my time. 29%. So that's just somebody saying, I'm that's, not making yeah, friends. Not, no, that, chips no, I don't out. have nope. time. But that's also, I feel like that's just an excuse. <laughs> yes. You can uh, use that as an excuse. And number five, I don't have any hobbies that allow me to meet new people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm saying most of that's on you. I agree. If you want to have friends, you can have friends. How about docking? Is that a hobby? Oh, dear Lord. The Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. Selling a little or a lot. (laughs) Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up.
sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We want to talk about... TV series that you are invested in and you get to the final episode, the finale. What could you be talking about? And it sucks. By the way, uh, what's the petition up to? Take a look, if you would, please, Allie, while we discuss this. This is on our mind because uh, Game of Thrones, as you know, after eight seasons on uh, HBO, is getting ready to come to a conclusion this Sunday night. And based on the viewer reaction to the shows already this season, I don't think anybody's expecting to walk away happy <laughs> as, a re- as a result yeah, of it does Sunday seem night. Like that. It seems like there's no like they boxed it. They they botched the season so badly. How are they going to save it? How many people have signed the petition? now to have this season redone, Allie. 815,211. Unbelievable. Is there a number at which HBO goes, we got to remake the final season? HBO is laughing their ass off, thinking about the ratings juggernaut that it's been, first of all, and the fact that so many more people are talking about it now. I can't even imagine what the ratings are going to be Sunday. It's just insane. Absolutely. And Kevin, I want to ask you this before we get into some specifics and take some phone calls in the worst series finales ever. You have often said, and this applies to you when you go to the movies, Mm -hmm. that expectations play a big part in how satisfied or dissatisfied you are with an entertainment. Probably the biggest, yeah. So there are people who want to sit down on Sunday night and look at their HBO and be blown away. And anything less than that, they're going to walk away feeling gypped. Right? Yeah, well, blown away by certain things, though. I think they get locked into this is what I want to happen. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. it, it could blow a whole different other group of people away, but just not you. Right. Right. right and then right. you go, oh, OK, that was disappointing. And that's the end of it. You don't sign a goddamn petition. <laughs> Makes no sense. <laughs> So we want to talk about the worst television series finales ever, and there is one caveat, and that is these are shows that knew that it was their last episode. In other words, they planned on the show ending that way that day. So it wasn't canceled, and they not shows that were canceled exactly because there are a lot of shows that have ended on cliffhangers that it just sucks. I mean, you know, old school Mash is a show that's been held up forever as being one of the great finales of all time. Breaking Bad, I think, was another one that people loved. They loved the finale of that. Six right? Feet Under. Yeah. Six, one well, of the best. Six, six Feet sure. Under, absolutely one of the best. I mean, and it was such a brilliant ending uh, that I don't think any of us thought of. You know, it made, it made so weird, much sense right? when it happened, yeah. but I don't think any of us expected to have happen what happened. The, uh, the New Heart finale was another one that people said was one of the all-time greats. Remember, he wakes up and he thinks... The entire thing was a dream. He yeah. wakes up with the wife from his last series. I Amazing. found that funny. Amazing. It was yeah. genius. That was it great. was absolutely genius. All right. When you start talking about the worst, and this is what we want to hear from you at 1-800-520-1067, the one that comes up frequently in this conversation is Dexter. You remember? I do, and I mm-hmm. loved, loved, loved that show. 
It was a great show. Yeah. Michael C. Hall was a serial killer, but he only killed bad people. And it was genius week after week, year after year. In its eighth season, they added like five minutes at the end of the series, spoiler alert, where Dexter is a sad lumberjack. <laughs> He just he just sailed to another part of the country and became he went a to Alaska. Yes, he went to Alaska <laughs> and he grew he grew a beard and he was uh, like standing on a dock eating clam chowder <laughs> and it was just like what happened? I loved that because who could have seen that coming? The whole series you thought he was going to be arrested. Yeah, no, he's just like hey, you know what I'm going to do? Chop some wood. I really need to kill somebody. Just eating it chowder. Was- it was so, so funny. Good. It was so funny. I agree. Pe- people were like, you have got to be kidding me with this Dexter. And it really did. I mean, as much as we all remember how great that show was, it was a little bit of a poop in the punch bowl, right? I, I mean, mean, it really did kind of diminish the greatness of that show. I, because but I don't it, think it so. Blew the landing. Yeah, I don't think so, because I love the series anyway. Mm-hmm. And every single week was really interesting, and, it was, and they were all great actors. To me, the ending didn't ruin anything it may not have been a 10 out of 10 but it didn't uh-huh. ruin the series okay that's absurd all right so 1-800-520-1067 we want to hear from you when you start talking about series finales what have been the ones that have been most disappointing to you let's take one before the break and let's make it dan he's on line one pico rivera on the kevin and bean show hey dan hey good morning guys all right so i got another hbo show which kind of bummed me out okay i was the biggest fan of oz the prison show back in the day yep oh yeah we all love naked men oh yeah (laughs) and it was violent it was dramatic it was great and then the last episode it's like a weird disease thing they go put on buses everyone leaves and we don't find out what the hell happens to any of the characters after that so they just left yeah they just left like okay guys get on the bus see you later i'll close <laughs> was it a um forgive me I didn't watch Oz. Was it a jailbreak? Did everybody get out? I mean like escape or something like that or was it just some sort of everybody got pardoned by the governor? How did it happen that all the characters <laughs> left the jail at once? The governor gave a pardon to the whole jail. <laughs> well, I'm trying to figure out why how they would all leave at once. I don't understand even the plot device. <laughs> There was an anthrax scale scare through the mail, so they put all the inmates on buses to go to different prisons. Oh, I see what you're saying. And then so you they never broke, found out. So they broke up the gang, and that was how it ended. Yeah, that would I could see that would be pretty disappointing. Yeah, no winners yeah, or losers there. All the violence. Right, yeah. violence is awesome, right? Yeah, he wanted to see some people <laughs> get their heads busted. All right, Dan, thank you for the call. We appreciate it. One eight hundred five two zero one zero six seven. Worst TV series finales of all time. We'll take your calls next on K Rock. The Kevin and Bean Show, the world-famous K-Rock. Let's take one phone call, and let's make it Frank in Torrance. Good morning, Frank. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Good, thank you. Frank, Frank, we're talking about the worst-ever TV series finales. What do you got? So I just rewatched this. I watched this as a kid, so, you know, it took me back. But I was watching Home Improvement, and that (laughs) ending's got to be the worst. I know, that's throwback. I should have called yesterday on this, right? Okay, wait. (laughs) All right, hold up. So you were disappointed by the home improvement finale? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's the worst. <laughs> what what uh, what happens in the home improvement finale? In a few words. So at the end, uh, Tim Allen uh, thinks he's losing his job. So of course he has his, his own show within the show uh, called Full Time. Sure. And so uh, that uh, season finale for him like was a, a great show. So they offer him um, a deal. Uh, to become like you know a part owner of the show, 
But right, right. at this point, like his wife's uh, agreed to take on a job, you know, outside of state. And so he's supporting her. And they're, you know, reminiscing about all the good times they had at the house because I mean, we don't, accepted. we don't need the whole episode. No, he's going to do a scene. <laughs> you were Go just ahead. asking for like, why was the... it out? <laughs> so did, but, uh, did, did he quit the show and move out of state? Is that how it ended? Thank you, and that's why it was disappointing? It, it, it ends with them like not being able to leave the house, so they physically put the house on the tugboat, and that's the end of it. That's the last scene. The house on a tugboat, like going to. Oh, you thank know, God you went back and watched it again, right? <laughs> Waste some time. <laughs> oh, really, Frank? We thought it was a good use of time. Thank you, Frank. We appreciate you listening. <laughs> all right, we're talking about the worst series finales of all time. We've gotten some good ones so far, plus home improvement. Let's uh, <laughs> let's go to line two. Give me some Alyssa, please, in Venice. This is one that I've heard a lot of people talking about, a show I didn't watch, so I don't remember why the finale was so bad. But, Alyssa, you're going to fill us in. What's your choice? House that didn't watch that series, what did it set up, and then how did it not deliver? You basically watch eight seasons trying to figure out who the mother is. Only, spoil alert, by the way, come to the <laughs> last season, you find out that the mother dies, and then he just asks his kid to date Aunt Robin. The whole story is just that he can date the aunt. You have um, no idea how confusing this is to but, us right now. But you sound very angry, and that makes it better. <laughs> Are you still seething over the list? Like, is it still really upsetting you? It, it eats me away because <laughs> I literally was watching it on TV, and I'd wait the week. Who does that? I was so excited to come to that. It was the most uh, disappointing. And Alyssa, it's mostly because Ted and Robin had the most dysfunctional relationship for those eight seasons. And then all of a sudden at the end, he's like, hey, maybe let's get together. My wife's dead of cancer. You in? Exactly. Yeah. Like, okay. All right. Fair enough. Okay. All right. Thank I mean, you. she had more to say. She, she did. She was very angry. And I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you, Alyssa. All right. Let's go to Anthony, please. Line four. This is Whittier. I can't believe this one hasn't come up sooner. This is a series that I did watch every episode. Same. And was as disappointed as Anthony when it ended. Good morning, sir. Yeah. The absolute worst ever has to be lost. It, yeah, it Lost was, just... was such a phenomenon. Everybody seemed to watch that. And it got to the end, and it was like, really? We're in purgatory uh, really? or something, wasn't it? Isn't that what it was? Is They were all in purgatory. They weren't really on an island or something? They're all dead? Spoiler alert. Oh, sorry. Spoiler alert. There were so many things that they were trying to, like, sew up. The writers just, like, gave up. Like, forget it. Let's just put them in purgatory. All right, or... listen. They're all dead. <laughs> yeah, they're and, all dead. That's spoiler it. alert. Okay. And, and we never found out what the smoke monster was all about. We never found out why no. there was a polar bear no. on the island. I do, was just like, I do feel like there were zero answers to all of the questions. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> if I see one of those riders on the street, I'm just going to suck them in the face. <laughs> well, that sounds very Seems reasonable. aggressive, but okay. <laughs> Thank you, Anthony. Let's go to Garrett, line 5, 1-800-520-1067. This is another one I haven't thought about in a while. But a lot of people agree with Garrett. What show do you want to add to the list? How about Seinfeld? Seinfeld. Now, what was your problem with it? It just kind of ended terribly. They all ended up just in jail for like a year. <laughs> well, I thought it was overnight, but I mean, <laughs> or a year. I mean, or purgatory. <laughs> Who knows? I, wasn't it like right. jaywalking or something? I don't think they give you a year. <laughs> 
I think that they witnessed some fatty getting mugged, and they just sat there and laughed at him the whole time and said, help him. Yeah, and so I guess the, the point of it was they were all awful people, and this was their payback or something. But, yeah, I don't remember anybody being excited about that. And, by the way, that was the first and only Seinfeld episode I ever saw. I wow, was really, yeah. I was really confused by that sure. one. Sure. All right, thank you for the call, sir. Appreciate that. Let's go to Steve, Long Beach Line 7, up next. Worst series finales of all time. Hey, Steve. Hey, how's it going? What did you do, you? <laughs> what did you do? Uh, no, uh, my worst one was uh, Battlestar Galactica, the new one. The first hour was great because you have all this, like, battles, and I was, like, totally nerding out. I love the that show. The second hour, it, it was horrible because you have this advanced space race that decides that, hey, let's give up all of our technology. And these Cylons that have been fighting for relevance for years are like, hey, let's just go fly into the sun. It was like, <laughs> are, are you kidding me? I mean, the way you say it does sound dumb. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, and like, you know, the space race, we're going to survive on this planet as Stone Age people. What? <laughs> yeah. I want Steve uh, to recap all of my TV shows from now on. I do too. Uh, all right, Battlestar Galactica, that's a great one. Thank you. Let's go back a few years and bring up James Line 1. He's in Westminster. This is a show that people may not know. Denzel Washington was on it. Who else, Allie? There were a bunch of stars that came out of St. Elsewhere. I but don't know. I don't think I ever watched it. I never watched a single one. James, tell us about St. Elsewhere. Why was it great, and then why was it awful at the end? Howie Mandel, Ed Bigley Jr. It was a fantastic show from the 80s. It was a hospital mm-hmm. dramedy that really set the pace for ER, right. Grey's Anatomy, shows like that. Great show, great acting. The last episode, though, it was extremely rushed. Uh, they really put all the characters' arc in a bow. Like, so They just really rushed it. In the last scene, one of the main doctors was now all of a sudden a construction worker, and he had an autistic son throughout the entire show. And the last scene was the autistic son shaking a snow globe, and inside the snow globe was the hospital where they all worked. So you were left to assume that the whole series took place in the autistic son's mind. I didn't see that series, but that sounds dumb when when you say it. (laughs) Rad? Uh, Yeah. None of it was real. (laughs) It's possible that none of it was real. It was all in the kid's imagination. Now, forget, for, cool. forgive me if I don't remember this correctly, but didn't Buffy the Vampire Slayer sort of end like that, where she was in a mental institu- she was in a mental institution and had imagined all of that, or am I completely wrong about that? Come on, don't know. No one me. knows. Help me out here. Zero no people Buffy? know. Nah. No. I mean, okay. yeah, we watched it, but I don't remember the finale. All right. Thank you for the call, James. Appreciate that. That's a great one. Let's do one more. Let's make it uh, Leal. Is it Leal on line eight? I believe so. Azusa. Hi, Leal. Hi, it's Leal. Leal. Hello. Good Hi. morning. Okay, Leal. What, uh, what's the worst series finale of all time? So this show was absolutely like all time top five, but The Sopranos. I mean, come on. They ended. A lot of people did family. hate that. They hated that <laughs> ending. Because... Is it like in a diner? Yeah, is it just because you're left to figure out on your own if Tony did indeed die at the diner, or did he not? Absolutely. That's exactly what it is. That's the problem. Okay. I think we... Yeah. But you didn't enjoy the, um, hey, not positive. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate that. That really bugged you? Yeah, definitely. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I'm going to give you... uh, I'm going to give you a very unpleasant flashback right now. <laughs> oh, God. 
seen. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Allie. Bean. It's my favorite what's happening of the whole week. Well, I enjoy it as well because at this time every single Friday, we talk about our That's My Jam playlist. And this playlist is all the members of the Kevin and Bean Show. We pick a song every single week. Could be something brand new. Could be something that we forgot about. And we're like, oh, that is my jam. Did Hence, you see uh, Ruben picked another Al Jolson song this weekend? <laughs> no. He picked the Lumineers, by the oh, way. Goodness. He's old, I guess. I see what you're doing. Yeah, but um, every week we update it, and you can find it at Kevin and Bean on all of our social media. You're going to have about six hours of music. Press that button, follow it, and then you're going to have new song ev- a new song from each of us every single week. It's kind of cool. Yeah. I like I it. I like it, too. It's That's My Jam. Kevin, you are up first. I'd like someone pick. else to go first. Who's second? Really? Yeah, let's go with the second we place. We can't. They're all in order no, over order. there. Um, order. Do you want to talk no, about... No, I'll do it. Um, I can tell you what your band is. It's is that... you Ex-Ambassadors. Okay. All right. Yeah, Ex-Ambassadors. What's, the, what's, the, what's, the what's happening? I didn't remember the, the song title. I was going to tell you. But I can help hey you. It is... Okay. Hey, child. <laughs> I just said Chip. I was like, oh, go ask Dave what I picked. Because I back, forgot Kevin. the song title. No, I'm good. Uh, hey, child. Uh-huh. Ex-Ambassadors. And then, oh, you've been hurt and think you deserve it. How did it end up? Can't wait to see that band at Weenie Rose. They are great His live. His voice is incredible. Yes. I was going to co-sign with that and say, as great as they are on record, they are every bit as good live. Do yeah. not miss them at the Weenie Rose. They're so much fun. Maybe better. Maybe better live. Yeah. yeah. They're one of those rare bands. Yep. That I remember seeing them. I don't know if it they did something special here, like a, not a breakfast with, but where they played a couple songs just for us. And him singing. Yeah. Like... He doesn't need a microphone. Correct. His voice is so powerful and so moving. What a talent. Yeah, Good stuff. Sure. Bean, you're up. Uh, somebody else go. Somebody else go. <laughs> I don't know what the song is. <laughs> um, Dave, the King of Mexico, and I have bonded over our love for a new artist out of Norway. Her name is Girl in Red. Every song on Spotify by Girl in Red is great. She is 20 years old. She is a lesbian. And she's like Billie Eilish, one of those kids who's just making music in her bedroom and putting it up online and has amassed a worldwide following. Again, she goes by Girl in Red. Her latest song just out this week is called Dead Girl in the Pool. This is the morning after. My mind is such a disaster. But there's someone outside that caught my eye. There's a dead girl in the pool. The dead girl in the pool. The dead girl in the pool. I don't know what to do. The dead girl in the pool. The dead girl in the pool. The dead girl in the pool. Kind of a peppy number. Yeah, she definitely <laughs> sounds like a lesbian, too. I'm glad that was pointed out. Um, she is very, very uh, out. She's very, very out of touch. Uh-huh. It's a large part of her social media presence. I mean, it's kind of her thing. But somebody caught my eye, and it was the dead girl in a pool? Dead girl in the pool. Yeah. Which, by the way, terrible ending to an otherwise great party. <laughs> 
my God. I love it. All right, Bean, you are also going to tell us a little bit about Jensen's pick because he's yes, out today. J- Jensen is off today, but he has picked a band that many of our listeners will already know. They've been popular for a number of years. They are called Baby Metal, and they are an all-Japanese girl heavy metal band. Okay. Okay. You're so you're probably so tired, Kevin, of so all far. Japanese girl heavy metal. <laughs> so far, you've got me. They've played. They sell out fifty thousand seat arenas in Tokyo. That's how popular they are, and they're doing pretty well around the world too. Opening for bands like Metallica and for Corn. Uh, again, the band is called Baby Metal. This song is called Elevator Girl. Now play it at normal speed. (laughs) Uh, That was normal speed. That is Baby Metal, Jensen's pick this week. And I'm telling you, when you put our playlist on shuffle and it comes up next to Ruben's Al Jolson song, it's really, it's kind of a shocker. I mean, it really is a mood changer. Again, uh, Ruben picked the Lumineers Nightshade. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's right. Uh, my band is a band that was formed in 2017. It's a Korean and British duo of uh, a guy named Jamie and a guy named Theo. They're an alt-pop duo, and their debut EP, What's On Your Mind, was released a couple weeks ago. They're um, being called like galactic rock heavy pop. Um, Also, here's how they were described. Think Magical Mystery Tour era Beatles mixed with the frenzy of Captain Beefheart and the playful spirit of the Flaming Lips. And I bring you all of this um, mostly because I don't know how to pronounce the name. Um, It's either Wooz or Woozy. I have looked everywhere. There's no explanation, but it's spelled W-O-O-Z-E. So woos, you'd think, but... I, I would think so, yeah. Yeah, I would think so. You never know with kids nowadays. <laughs> but their songs delight me. There's a song called Ladies Who Lunch With Me that's out on the EP that's amazing. But I picked a song that I'm digging right now. It doesn't it's have called... a, dead gir- a dead girl in the pool, does it? Well, it's called I'll Have What She's Having. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll have what she's having in the city hall. A ring on my finger and a ceremony for Can't you hear K Rock playing that in 1983? Yes, sure. I did. Um, good batch of songs, you guys. Good batch. Again, it's at. Kevin and Bean on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. It's our That's My Jam playlist. Check it out. It is up now and linked for you. Some birthdays. Trent Reznor, Craig Ferguson, and our friend Bob Saget. And that's what's happening. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Right now, though, your Afro calls, 323-520-AFRO. You can call us 24-7 on any topic. Leave us a voicemail message, and we'll play it back on the radio like this guy. Hey, guys. I was at a bar in Colorado, and superstitions came on, and I said, All right, Afro line. <laughs> Everybody else at the urinal gave me a really weird look. Theme song is superstition. You know, sometimes the inside jokes that we do here mm-hmm. don't translate out in the wild. Yeah. Like, I was having dinner with a friend, and we were fighting over who was going to pay. Mm-hmm. So I reached over and hit his credit card out of his hand. Amazing. Like we do here. Sure. We knock each other's phones out. Right. And stuff. He looked at me like, you're an animal. What are you doing? Why would you? How come you would do that? No idea. I was like, oh, it's a thing at work. Okay, never mind. Listening to Monday's episode and being had the hiccups, I have a remedy that's been working for 40 plus years that my dad taught me. All you do is you get a plate, put some water in it, put it on a table, and then lick it up like a cat or a dog. Within 30 <laughs> seconds, your hiccups are gone. I pass this on to so many people, and it always works. I mean, is, is he clowning me? I or? would think so, but try it. It's worth it if it stops your hiccups. Absolutely. Uh, I still think we need to take calls because there are a lot of people who have what they say foolproof methods yeah. of stopping uh-huh. works. hiccuping. I will tell you the funniest one that people do try is they try to scare the hell out of the person that has the hiccups. And that does work. Does that it? Startles them and changes their breathing patterns. Yes. Huh. Have you tried licking up out of a bowl? Mm-hmm. No, but I'm going to now. Thank you, yeah. sir. Okay. Kevin and Bean, I really don't like your show. <laughs> Young man or woman. <laughs> what, what happened there? Ow. <laughs> uh, last Friday, I made a tiny error in that before I came to work, I drank NyQuil. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that served me well. Yeah, you thought it was DayQuil. Correct. And that was also the day that we had Patrick Warburton in. Uh-huh. Hey guys, it's me, Patrick Warburton. I uh, just left the studio, but I couldn't help but notice that Kevin was pretty tired. <laughs> Should have said something, I would have rocked you to sleep. Na na na, little baby, go to sleep now in my arms, Kevin. That's that pretty good. That's pretty Patrick good. Warburton. Really good. That is pretty good. Happy Friday, Chuckleheads. We drove. Let's party. Friday. Yay, yay, yay. Is that Dave? Probably. I'm not sure. Sounded just like him. Hey, guys. So I, on the podcast listener, just heard the bit about the woman with the uh, snake or alligator in her pants. She's pulled over by the police. Mm-hmm. They said, are you hiding anything else? And she pulled an alligator yeah. out of her yoga pants. Yeah. And I like that they specified yoga pants because they want you to know that the pants are tight. Yes. <laughs> this is not a loose-fitting pair of pants. Well, I wanted to call in because I don't have a snake or an alligator, but I do have a camel in my pants. 
And if you look a little closer, you could probably get a sneak at that, too. This is Hulk Hogan, by the way. <laughs> yes! I love her so much. Isn't she awesome? <laughs> so... That was a one-two punch right good. there, man. It's pretty Devil strong. Toe and Hulk Hogan. <laughs> so there was a day that Bean was out, and then Allie was out, and then Jensen was out. Uh huh. So I did the show with Megan Holiday, mm-hmm. and other people would come in, and Omar mm-hmm. brought in a story, and I don't feel like this girl appreciated it. So I just want to make sure I'm I'm understanding correctly what just happened. Um, so Bean's out, Allie's out, Jensen's out. So instead of doing the best of the Kevin and Bean show. You guys decide to talk about poop, shakes, and some sort going down your nose via some sort of like tube. You guys, we gotta we gotta be better than this. Oh, <laughs> you guys heard of that, right? We would have done that if you guys were here too. I have no idea what you're A talking poop about. But I, need, I need no more info. No. no. Look, you need to know more info? No. Okay, when you're having trouble, no, I need no, to no, no, know no, 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 more. No, no, no. You need to know more. When this you can't, what? This is the problem anytime you put Homar in front of a microphone. Yeah, it's he'll always figure poop. out a way to turn the conversation around to poop. Yes. Yeah. It's a pretty interesting story. Hey, what's up? This is a Zero Club member here. What is wrong with everyone? Guys, our leader has fallen. Mm-hmm. You're just going to leave him behind? No, this is time to rise up. We have to help Kevin rise up. Waiting on dirt, everyone. We're going to help Kevin get back to the top of the zero club. We're going to help him learn to ride that fine line between zero and empty. Come on, Kevin. You got this, baby. Everyone, help him. Kevin. Kevin, dog. Uh, first of all, sweet. I think there's a coup that is happening mm-hmm. where Omar is taking control of the Zero Club. Since yeah. Kevin ran out of gas, he Look, clearly has lost sight of what the Zero Club is all about. I'd like to say two things. One is we did a scientific survey, which is binding, mm-hmm. okay. which said that I may remain as president. Second, when I left here on Wednesday, mm-hmm. it was on zero, mm-hmm. and I made it to a gas station. <laughs> I'm back, people. I'm back. Zero Club, baby! That's how we roll, motherfucker! I'm sorry, that's my president. (laughs) That's what this guy says, too. Hey, party people. Catching up on the podcast this morning, and unfortunately, I do have to say that, Kevin, you are out as president of the Zero Club. You did go from hero to zero (laughs) of the Zero Club. Now, my man Omar is living the bylaws of the Zero Club. He's teaching the generations... He should rightfully be the new president of the Zero Club. I mean, he's not wrong. Yeah, he makes good points. Omar's never run out of gas. Mm-mm. And I mean, he does, and he drives on Zero with his kids in the car. Yeah, I know. That's commitment. <laughs> he should be the president just for that because that's idiotic. <laughs> right? Frankly. Hi, Kevin, Bean, Ali, Jensen. I just wanted to follow up on the conversation regarding people being irritated by loud mouth sounds and loud chewing. We were talking about deal breakers. Mm-hmm. And she. this is a thing that she said. It's absolutely a real thing. I absolutely have it. It's called misophonia. Not to be confused with misohornia, which is what Ellie's parents have. <laughs> Ew. Oh, oh no! Think your parents are taking a nap. I don't think we need this. 
whole thing. Really? Yeah. Or maybe they're having fun in the sack. Boning in the sack. <laughs> it's the latter, cause your mom's got it going on. Going on. And I don't think you knew this, but your dad's got a huge dong. No. Huge no. dong. Your dad's got a huge dong. All right. What's that sound? It's an email coming in. Subject line is napping, but we all know they're boning. Bumping uglies. I think we're, I think we get it. We don't talk about the songs. Ali's dad's got a huge dong. This doesn't end, does it? Dong. Look at us right here. Oh, jeez. Damn you. 323-520-AFRO, 24 hours a day. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K-Rock. Allie's here now. Time for another look at what's happening here on a Friday morning. So we talked about it yesterday and we brought it up again this morning. The uh, the petition on change.org that a, a gentleman named Dylan D started um, to have Game of Thrones redo this last season. He was so upset with the way the show's been going. Not just an episode. No, the whole the season. The whole season. Okay. This series deserves a final season that makes sense. Subvert my expectations and make it happen, HBO. So yesterday, they had wanted 500,000 signatures. Is there a number at which HBO is going to do it? No. Of course not. Of course, they had to bump up the numbers because they were close to getting 500,000. They now want a million signatures. And they have 831,003 so far. So far. And Kevin said, I mean, this, they aren't serious. There aren't people. I, you thought people were just doing it I for would a show. Si- I would sign it, but mm-hmm. just to sort of mock that guy right. because he could get 10 million signatures. Yeah. Nothing's going to happen. To which I said, uh, maybe check out Jonah Ray, our friend. Check out his tweets. Um, he tweeted 17 hours ago. Almost 500,000 dorks who don't make stuff on their own believe entertainment should be done to their specific specifications. Um, He had 639 comments on that. Um, A lot of those telling him where to go. Um, (laughs) And where to put it. Yes. He then posted some DMs that he's gotten, which are fantastic. (laughs) Um, One of my favorite ones was last night when he realized, oh, it's time to go to bed. He said, well, it's been fun, but I can tell it's getting late because Brits are waking up and calling me a C word. Good night, everybody. (laughs) But this morning... It continues. His latest tweet, somebody tweeted to him, season eight sucks and you can shove it up your ass. To which he responded, well, I think I'm going to have to wait for the DVD to do that. (laughs) He's just baiting these people and I love it so very much, you guys. I mean, these people are crazy. They're not, they really like Game of Thrones. You're right. They want to change. But you could be completely disappointed by a TV show and and they're not going to have to change it for you. It's, It's easy for me if I don't like something to go, oh, boo, and then move on. Right. And nothing in my world has changed. Remake it like I want it. No. <laughs> no, no is you the entitled <laughs> a-hole. <laughs> um, I hate to be the bearer of bad news if you're just waking up um, and you don't know this. Uh, 
Uh-oh. Arguably the inter- internet's most popular cat, one of its first viral memes, has passed away at the age of seven. I'm talking about Grumpy Cat, you guys. Not Grumpy. Yeah, yeah. You might be saying, seven? What? Yeah, despite care from top professionals as well as from her very loving family, Grumpy encountered complications from a recent urinary tract infection and um, too tough for Grumpy to overcome. By the way... Yeah, sir. Yeah. Let it out. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. I know. I know. It's hard. I know. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, no. Vin, I know. Uh, <laughs> Grumpy Cat, real name, Tartar Sauce. What? I don't think anybody knew that. Well, I'm sure, like, big Grumpy Cat stands knew. Why? But, um That was just his, uh, her real name. But Grumpy Cat had feline dwarfism, which is um, why the owner said accounted for her distinct facial features and small size. Of course, they posted a picture of Grumpy Cat. People freaked out. They're like, that is one Grumpy Cat. Videos got thousands of views, up to a million views in 48 hours. Her popularity was sealed by her participation in South by Southwest in Austin, where people stood in line for hours to get their picture taken with her. is wrong with people? Where she mostly ignored everyone and just looked away looking grumpy. I am shocked that our producer, the King of Mexico, never got his photo taken with a grumpy cat. It's crazy. It is crazy. Um, Grumpy cat became such a cultural phenomenon. She inspired art projects, perfumes, merchandise, sketchers, shoes, comics, and even a grumpuccino coffee. At the time of her death... Grumpy Cat had 1.5 million followers on Twitter, 2.4 million on Instagram, and 8.5 million on Facebook. There is some dispute as to the net worth of Grumpy Cat. People have said it's over $100 million. No, 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 Grumpy Cat's uh, owner has said, no, that's not true. It's nowhere near that. But it's definitely in, in at least the tens of millions. Really? Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Sad bassoon. Well, she was the spokes cat for Friskies, for God's sakes. That's I mean, like come a million on, right Kevin. there. Get it together. Come on. <laughs> she had best-selling books, too. Yeah. Like calendars, calendars. Everything. Yeah. Mugs, everything. Clothes. Yeah, the whole deal. Yeah. I'll bet each month month was something great in that calendar. Yep, very different. <laughs> I'll bet that cat looked grumpy. Uh, June, still going to be gr- grumpy. Oh, grumpy, Yes. So how far and wide is this family driving to go to every cat shelter within five states to right? look for another sad cat? Well, I hope they're looking for a happy one. Just be like, oh, my God, we got one. They're not going to make money with a happy one. Oh, but a smi- yeah. have you ever seen Smiling Dogs? Smiling Dogs oh, are amazing. Yeah. Just joy. Yeah, they've got to go the other route. I don't know. I think they're going to places and they're going, janky, I need the jankiest you got. Give Show me, me a cat. janky cat. Show me a cat with Show a lot of trouble. Show me janky. <laughs> Tartar Show me sauce, a cat though. with a lot of trouble. Tens of millions of dollars. <laughs> Show me a cat with a lot of trouble. See? I need a troubled cat. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what's troubling you, Bunky? <laughs> I don't. I don't. Who do says voices. Bunky? I don't know. And who was that? That's from the bit. That's that's what. Let Alan me hear it again. Doing about. Let me. Hear, hold on. I may even have. No. It. Let me hear you do it again. 
Is that what's troubling you, Bunky? <laughs> Here we go. Here's from the song. Is that what's on your mind, Bunky? See, there you go. What song? Very, yes. It was a very popular routine back in the day about a, a sad In 1850? What day? <laughs> exactly. Give me a date. Ruben told me about it. I don't remember the... <laughs> I don't remember the specifics, but it was a it was a spoken word like comedy recording about a guy who had all sorts of bad things happen to him, and it was is that what's troubling you, monkey? That's what it sounded like. You guys were. Why do some people tune out? It's a great question. It's not a great question because that is a very simple answer. Oh my god. Uh, oh, um, all right. It is it by chance record- a guy named Eddie Lawrence? And the song is called "The Old Philosopher." What year? That is it. Yes. What year? Um, still looking. <laughs> you go about and do your business. Well, I see something I that says Alan 1956. Is that? that sounds, yes, that's right. September of 1956. Yeah, that's yes. what I was doing, Bean. I was that doing was <laughs> old bunky riffs. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Isn't that what Ellie was doing? I'm just I adding to it. Like, I was just adding to the fun bunkiness. <laughs> I thought that's where Allie was going. That's where she was coming from at all. Was the old philosopher. She's never heard of it. None of us have. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I mean, it's just an hour away, though. Couldn't, oh, couldn't we? Eject what's on your mind, Bunky. Come on. You guys get it. Wow. Oh, my God. That was a thing. You're a miracle. Oh. It was a thing. God, I love you. Stop talking to Ruben. <laughs> Holy crap. That's what screwed me up here. That boy's leading you astray. If Ruben could hear, he'd be <laughs> right? so touched by this whole thing. He does keep his hearing aids down during he the does, show. He does. He uh, does. Some birthdays for you. Trent Reznor, Craig Ferguson, and Bob Saget. And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. Love this time of the week because we do keep it 100. It's the Kevin and Bean Show at 9.09. Let's hear the theme song for that, shall we? I gotta keep it 100. Keep it 100, baby. Keep it 100. 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 A delightful assortment of texts coming in this time. Thousands of people respond every week, by the way, but we promise Texter 100 gets to pick the song. 99 was Jeff, who wanted Love Fool by our mortal foes, the Cardigans. <laughs> I, w- I, w- I kind of wish it had been Texter 100, because I'd love to recap that story of the time we had to interview the Cardigans, but not this week, I guess. Texter 101 was from Texas, by the way. Hmm. Parker, looking for Belly Feed the Tree. Which, huh. by the way, I wouldn't be mad at at all, but yeah. there can only be one Texter 100, and it is our friend Jennifer. She joins us on the phone from Santa Clarita. Hey, Jennifer. Hey. What's going on with you? Just driving into work, listening yeah. to you guys. What kind of work do you do? I am a court reporter. Ah, oh, fancy. Reporter. Oh, so, like a stenographer? So... Yes, exactly. That's rad. That is rad. <laughs> is, that, is that really hard to do? Lost you. I'm sorry. Oh, what? I think I think we lost you. Say again. I'm sorry. I was asking if it was hard to do. Uh, yes, it is very hard to do. Thank you for asking. Everybody <laughs> <laughs> thinks it's easy, but it is not. It's very difficult. She wants everybody to know this is difficult. It's very <laughs> difficult. All right. Appreciate well, next... us, damn it. <laughs> the, ne- the next time Kevin sees you in court, he will give you a nod. How dare you? <laughs> All right. You you can pick any K Rock song. How did you come up with the one you chose for this week? Uh, it's just my favorite band. Whenever I hear it, I get happy, and uh, it just never gets old. It's an amazing song. 
All right. Why don't you introduce it for us and the K-Rock listeners? I would love to hear Mountain Song by Jane's Addiction. Best band ever. Keep it 100. That is uh, one of the great K-Rock bands of all time, Jane's Addiction and Mountain Song. Thank you to Jennifer from Santa Clarita requesting that as Texter 100 this week on Kevin and Bean's Keep It 100. All right, Allie, I know you love Jane's. You grew mm-hmm. up with them. Mm-hmm. They're one of your all-time mm-hmm. favorites. Mm-hmm. Place it for me. That would be late 90s. Either right. 88 or 89, but I'm going... You said late 90s. I, no, late 88 80s, my or bad. 89. Late 80s. Trying to clarify. You've my got bad. Two decades going here. <laughs> I'd like to go 1974 <laughs> through 2008. Uh, it, it is late 80s. So 80s. it's 88 or 89. And I will say 1988. You couldn't be more on the button because it's December of 1988, ladies and gentlemen. What? Yeah. And here's a, a fun fact. Mountain Song was the very first song written by the band all the way back in 1985. Before they even had a name for their band, they had written that song. And it wasn't... They, wait, Mountain Song wasn't even off... Jane's Addiction, though, right? It was off of Nothing Shocking, yeah. They initially recorded it back in 1986 <laughs> and released an early version of it and then re-recorded it for their Nothing Shocking album in 1988. So there you go. Great, great it. song. Great, great choice. We'll do it again next Friday for Keep It 100. Keep It 100. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's a shame there's no uh, way to recap things that happen during the week. Yeah, people miss a ton of stuff. Right? It is weird that we do so many things and then no one knows what happens at the end. I know I barely listen. <laughs> We've come to another close of the week, my friends. So let me break it down for you as it officially ends. Bean went on a trip that was almost lethal, but made a fast and furious move like he was Vin Diesel. While Kevin and the B team had guys night out and got locked in for hours by a car chase route. And Kev Dog ran out of gas in his car, so now the Zero Club might be overthrown by Omar. We asked who loves Avatar, then heard crickets, and if Pikachu ain't in it, I'm not buying a ticket. I mean Detective Pikachu. I'ma emphasize that. You could tell the difference if he's wearing his hat. How about deal breakers when picking a lover? Stephen A. Scott, he suffered. I hope the word Velcro is just out of your grasp. If you missed that, download the podcast. Nice. Our friend uh, Jensen uh, Carp, RIP. Um, he's just out today, Bean. He's still alive. I hope so. I hope yeah. you're right. Yeah, he does good. a great job with, no, the, uh, with the with the wrap up every week, and a great reminder for you to check out the podcast at radio.com or anywhere you get your podcasts, including uh, iTunes or whatever you use. Check out the podcast; you'll dig it. Ali's here with our final look at what's happening on a Friday morning. What's going on? Well, we have something else we can get mad about. Yes. Oh, good! I love yes. outrage. Yes. Let's get mad.
I want to write some strongly worded letters over the weekend. Who should I be addressing them to? Uh, to Matt Reeves, because he's close to naming his Batman. While a report declared that Twilight Saga star Rob Pattinson has been set for the Batman, mm-hmm. deadline hears that the filmmaker and Warner Brothers have not gotten to that place yet. Pattinson is on a very short list, but so is Nicholas Holt, who's about to open in the X-Men first-class film Dark Phoenix. So, Rob Pattinson, more like Pattinson, or Nicholas Holt. Those seem to be the two front runners, you guys. Here's the thing. Um, Reeves and the studio are looking for a Batman in his early 30s this time around. Okay. Uh, Rob Hattinson is 33. So mm-hmm. by the time they shoot and it comes out, he'd be mid-30s. But how old will he be by the time he puts enough time in at the gym to be able to play Batman? You think he might be a little... Um, he seems a, a little scrawny, scrawny for mm-hmm. Batman. A little flimsy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Am I, am I wrong on that? He just... I mean, look, I think he's a good actor. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, to me, he's not Batman yet. He just looks kind of gray and sickly. And he's old son. And a meal like or two. Like a vampire or something. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, I don't know. And I think a lot of Batman is the suit that sure. isn't really your body right. so much... But, Anyway. Yeah, but he, but he, you look at him, is he Bruce Wayne even? He's mm. not. You got to have that Bruce Wayne handsomeness. See? Here you go. He's already mad. There you go. Write the letter. Outrage. Write the letter. Write the letter. Write the letter. I'm outraged. What about this uh, Nicholas Holt guy? Um, He's better, but he doesn't. He's no, like, to me, I want to see, and I don't know if you can do this because, again, this is a DC Marvel thing, but I want to see, like, a Ryan Reynolds or a Chris Evans or somebody like that who has got it. You know what I mean? Who seems like he could be Batman. Hmm. Ryan Gosling could be Batman. Okay. Jake Gyllenhaal could be Batman. You know what I mean? These are the kinds ben of people Affleck I'm thinking. could be Batman. Well, well he, he, he was. What's that? Yeah, he was. They're, this is, they got rid of him for this one. Oh. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I mean, those names I mentioned, aren't they all more exciting to you, more intriguing to you than, than Robert Pattinson? Yeah, I don't care. Okay. I don't either. I don't either, but, I don't either, but I would say yes. Yeah. But it doesn't mean he couldn't do it. It just would take some work. Okay. Uh, Out. Workout. (laughs) Definitely some workout. (laughs) All right. Andy Samberg. Let's all just agree on Andy Samberg. Yes. In. In, in, in. So between Avatar and five Fast and Furious movies, as well as some lesser titles that made a lot more than you might think, like SWAT and Battle Los Angeles, Michelle Rodriguez is one of the highest grossing actors of all time. She's an essential part of the future of the Fast and Furious franchise. She's great in that. And she used that clout um, for a little bit more female representation. Back in June 2017, she wrote on Instagram, I hope they decide to show some love to the women of the franchise on the next one. Or I might just have to say goodbye to a loved franchise. Well, seems like Universal Pictures was paying attention. Michelle Rodriguez has agreed to return in the ninth installment of the Fast and Furious movie franchise. But only after securing an agreement for a female writer to join the production. All right. That's how you use a little clout in the biz. Right and and make sure your movie's not as good. Wait, what? No, I don't. Think I don't think that's, that's what we're saying. What we're saying. Okay, that's the right, opposite gotcha. of 
Gotcha. Wow. Gotcha. Okay. Wow. We'll take that out in post. Yeah. Don't worry. Please. No, no one to hear it. Uh, guys, some drama behind the scenes of Fox's upcoming Beverly Hills 90210 revival. It's it's bad when your showrunner and several senior writers have quit. Oh, already? Haven't they only been in production a few weeks? At, at most, at most. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's it's not looking great. Um, they have already quit the six episode series. The exact reason for the mass exodus is unclear. One source said the dispute was over the fact that two of the lead actresses are quote running the show. While another noted that the writers were unhappy with one of the executives overseeing the project. That sounds like a fun, fun place to be. Sounds like a mess, yeah. Yeah, I don't think you want it, Hmm. you guys. We've discussed um, that none of us are really wine connoisseurs. We wouldn't really know a two-buck chuck from a $500 bottle of wine. Correct. But one extremely lucky diner ordered a 333-bottle dollar of wine. That seems way expensive. way expensive, right? At a steakhouse on Wednesday night and instead received a mythical Bordeaux that was worth about 17 times as much. <gasps> wow. A menu price of roughly 5750 bucks. It's wine time, mommy. So, <laughs> um, it was only after the meal that a manager discovered that a staff member had grabbed the wrong bottle. Whoopsie. So they um, had already drank it? Had already drank it. What are you um, going to do? Uh, you can't do anything, right? And... Do you really? Uh, I don't know if I'd know a three hundred and thirty-three bottle of wine from a five thousand five hundred whatever. You're five, bad with numbers, seven, but we understand. Bottle. I don't think I, I'd know from a two-buck chuck. I don't think I would. I know I wouldn't. Yeah, um, but I think it's how the restaurant handled it that I thought was was great. They wound up sending out a tweet and said to the member of staff who accidentally gave it away. Chin up. One-off mistakes happen. We love you anyway. To the customer, hope you enjoyed your evening. Nice. That was a multi-thousand-dollar mistake. I feel like most businesses would have fired that. Story. Oh, it doesn't say anywhere that they weren't fired. Okay. Just wrote something Just nice tweet. on Twitter. Yeah. Chin up. We love you anyway. Sorry you're no longer Come working on. here. But I, I just thought that was nice. That is nice. Too yeah. much wine? Uh-huh. Oh, that's it? Right. Okay. Okay. Very well. Um, out of curiosity, how much money would you need, in your opinion, your net worth? How much money would you need to, to for you to consider yourself wealthy? Um, fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You'd feel wealthy with fifteen hundred dollars? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't um, know how, what it, because if I feel like whatever you have, you wouldn't feel like you have enough. Don't you think? Like yeah. if you had ten million dollars, don't you think you would go? Uh, yeah, but I need twenty five. No, I th- no. I think you don't. Ten million. Okay. I think ten million dollars is pa- way past the point at which I would feel like I was wealthy. Right. That, which was okay. The, the right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the question. Okay. I mean, if I won ten million dollars in the lottery, I would feel like I am wealthy and will never have to work again. You know? I yeah. mean, that's to me, that's the definition of wealthy is never having to work again. Mm-hmm. So I would say honestly, five million dollars, okay. I would be wealthy. Okay. See, I think we're also a little skewed out here in L.A. because of the cost of living and yeah. everything. So things are very different. This was an annual survey of 1,000 adults. They were asked how much their net worth would have to be for them to earn um, elite status in America and be considered wealthy. The average answer, 
$2.27 million. And when you consider that the median net worth of the average U.S. household is less than 100000 which, I mean, some, it's 20000 Some, yeah. it, it skews, but um, that is that is quite um, quite a jump. But here's, here's why the people at Schwab, Charles Schwab, that did the survey, they said, well, here's um, perhaps the reason why so few people have actually attained wealthy status, because it lies in the answers of the next part of the survey. What would you do if you suddenly came into a $1 million windfall? 54% I'd spend it. 28% said pay off debt. 23% would invest it. And only 21% said they would save the money. I think that's pretty telling as to why none mm. of us are, you know, super wealthy. Because right. Over burn half right of through us, it. right? Would be like, spend it. I know what I'm buying I'll, right now. I'll put it on my nose. Wow. Huh? I mean. Look, my philosophy is you. no one knows how much time they have. Right. So you don't want to die with a bunch of money in the bank. No. So you ought to spend every penny you can. Mm-hmm. That's good advice. Yeah. Just in case. Yep. It's good advice. All right. Let's go through some birthdays, shall we? Founder, frontman, Nine Inch Nails, Trent Reznor. Former host of The Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson. Strangely, uh, Craig Ferguson oh, huh. is his name. And one of our favorite people here on the show you know him as Full House's dad, Danny Tanner, but mostly you know him as Kevin's real good friend. Stop it. Bob Saget, happy he birthday. He is a dick. I don't, Kevin, <laughs> I just said he's a good that friend. Just, that was an audio clip that was played from another time. I think that was you. It was. He is the founder of ISIS. He's no. the founder of ISIS. So that's true. That actually. wasn't me. He amputated his own leg. That is he true. He did? Uh-huh. Bob Saget did? Yeah. He's the man who invented Booyah. Well, we know that, All yeah. the above. Bob's right. got a lot going on. He sure does. That's what's happening. Thanks, Ellie. The SoCal Hopeful Honda dealers are handing out random acts of helpfulness. We all win with Strikers commercial free for all during your drive home today on the world famous K Rock. Have a great weekend, and we will see you on Monday morning. Don't bogart that joint, my friend. Pass it over to me. We have suffered. Don't bogart that joint, my friend. Over to me. Obviously. Wow. It was just an endless parade of suffering with no one offering any help. <laughs> it was like the Flint, Michigan of broadcast. The question is on the motion to adjourn. Those in favor say aye. Those opposed, no. The ayes have it. The motion is adopted. It is not hyperbole to say that that was my Vietnam. I close my eyes. I can still hear the screams. Of happy children? Yeah, you hear them too? Bong, bong. It started off as a mountain, and it ended up being a mouse. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.